and welcome to the third episode of Iron Sharpens Iron. Thank you for joining us on this informative journey and sticking with us this far. We are thrilled to delve deep into the world of agripreneurship. We will be shining a spotlight on Africa's vibrant youth population and exploring their pivotal role in shaping the continent's agribusiness landscape. Felista Sukhale and Clement Tayanani. I would like to extend a warm welcome to my esteemed guest. Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron. Hello, Litabo. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you, Litabo, for having me. Murubanji. Murubanji Clemens. Felistas, how we usually start our conversations on Iron Sharpens Iron is asking our guests to please greet us in their home language. I know Clemens has already done that, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to please just greet myself and our listeners in your home language. So I'm from Limpopo, South Africa. Uh, my home language is Sibedi. So ideally, if I'm going to greet you, I'll say Tumelang. And I expect you to say Aheng. Tumelang and Aheng. I don't want to waste any time. I'm really excited about today's conversation. So, um, you know, let's just dive right into it. Felicitas, I'm going to come back to you again. And I think to just lay out a foundation for our conversation, how would you define agripreneurship? How would I define agripreneurship? I think to me, agripreneurship is a process um, of using agriculture, whether it be primary or secondary, to advance um, profits or to make um, profits. I'm an agripreneur because I am using agriculture, um, primary agriculture, with the which means uh, my livestock and both my crops and also secondary agriculture, which is where my skills development comes in. Thank you for that, Felicitas. Clements, I want to come to you and get what you would define agripreneurship as. Thank you very much. For me, agripreneurship simply refers to a career in agri-sector. How did you get into agripreneurship? What are the specific challenges and obstacles that you faced when entering into this industry? Firstly, I decided to venture into agripreneurship because when I graduated from a nursing school, I was not lucky to be employed. So out of frustration, I decided to start farming. So that's why today, instead of doing nursing as a profession, I found a new profession in agriculture. But I've faced a lot of obstacles in this. One of them was challenges to do with capital. As a person who was just coming from college, it was so hard for me to have a own security. Others, they call it a collateral when it comes to uh, getting a loan from lending institutions. So apart from... Uh, problems to do with capital. I had also problems with um, a market. You know, a lot of competition as a small-scale farmer, it was more challenging for, for me to uh, to get access to at least distant markets like supermarkets, hotels, and government institutions. Felicitas, I want to ask you if you faced similar challenges and obstacles, and how did you overcome some of them? Some of the challenges that um, I have faced in the agriculture sector, they are similar to, to Clement's own funding. is a hard thing to acquire, especially in South Africa. 
as a black person um, because there are so many red tapes, be it in in private or in public sector, but just acquiring capital, the requirements are almost close to being impossible to meet. Um, and then the other one, you know, being a young lady um, in the agricultural space or in entrepreneurship, it's one of the hardest things. I have had to go in, like literally and physically go in and knock on each and every um, retail and look for market or ask for market, ask for letters of intent. I had to do it. I had to go in there. I am very like petite by the way. So when I go in there, first I am black. I am young, I was 24 by that time. I am 24 years, I'm a girl. So going in and having to ask for a manager and when the manager gets there, you don't have to waste time. I need to pitch, I need to pitch. Some of these people wouldn't even give me a chance to want to listen to me because what is this little girl going to tell us? You know, this one is just a chancer, you know. So I have to always prove that I am I'm good at what I do or I do what I do just as good as or even better than my male or white or older competitors because it's always easy for people to trust a person who has more experience and they've been working with or who is older, you know, than taking a risk and allowing this new young girl as a, as a supplier, you know. Thank you for that, Felicitas. I think that, you know, I can already identify that yourself and Clement have two things in common, apart from the fact that you're both agripreneurs, and it's that you're both self-starters, and you're both very, very resilient. I think those are the makings of a great entrepreneur. And you speak about something that has come up in every single one of our episodes, which is the access to finance issue for small businesses, but also for young entrepreneurs. I want to find out from both of you, and starting with Clement, how did you finance your business? You know, it sounds a little bit crazy, but this is real. So when I try to access some financial or capital, I try to move from government to private sector. I tried with some government institutions, which sometimes give out some some startup capitals but um you know it didn't work as because i had no any other road surety so the only option for me to survive was to look within myself i had a phone by then a smartphone which was not um, that important to me so i sold my phone roughly 100 us dollars uh, in 2020, it was around 70,000 Marawi Kwacha. So I took that money and uh, invested in farming. So I have been building my business from that money from the phone to date because of the issues around loan and grant here in Marawi. So on top of that, I, I said to myself, the only thing I can do is to do the farm work myself. So the whole 2020, I was doing the farm activities by myself because I could not manage to hire someone uh, uh, to do the work on my uh, uh, on my behalf. So 
from the farm, doing the actual work myself on the farm. This has helped me to raise capital for my business. It's quite impressive that you able you were able to do that. And it does sound a bit crazy, but I think it was Steve Jobs who said only the crazy people will change the world, right? Philistus, I know that we've already highlighted the lack of access to finance or the shortcomings in that, especially for young entrepreneurs and even more so for young African entrepreneurs. And there's a lot of comprehensive work that needs to be done to reform all of that. But there's also a lot that we can say about technical assistance and non-financial assistance that can really benefit young entrepreneurs. I want to know from you, have you ever benefited from such kind of program wherein you were given technical assistance and or mentorship, you know, market access opportunities, networking opportunities. And how do you believe that it has contributed to the success of your business? Uh, have I benefited from mentorships and partnerships, you know, or in programs that are in are not in monetary value? Yes, I have. I have. And I think those are actually more better than money at some point because imagine if you are given one million rands in funding, you don't have any entrepreneurship skills or mentorship in whatever way. It's just no way. So that's why I feel like it's very mentorship is very important at some point and then it can be followed by financial injection. So I have been a product of mentorship. I have won Nestle AgriPitch competition um, last year, which the prize was worth um, mentorship by Branson Entrepreneur Institute. So that mentorship was the best thing that has ever happened to me. I wish every entrepreneur or like um, small scale entrepreneur would have an access to such a platform because it is due to that platform that I have been able to grow as an entrepreneur, but not only as an entrepreneur, but also as, as a person because before I'm actually an employer, I'm an employee in my own project. Before I'm an employer, I'm also an employee in my own project. So that thing had shaped me to see live in a different manner. Thank you so much, Felicitas. I agree with you. I think we cannot overstate the importance of access to knowledge, expertise, opportunities for skills development, you know, opportunities to develop business planning and strategy, but also that access to networks and resources that you can always go to for counsel is something that's, that's really important and even as important as um, access to, to capital. Clement, I want to just chat to you similarly about something else that I believe is very important. And it's having people that you collaborate with, it's ecosystems, it's partnerships and how they build markets. And they allow for a very supportive and a conducive environment for businesses to thrive. Do you believe that you've benefited from you know, partnerships and collaborations with your peers, with governments, public sector, even academia. Thank you. Um, so far, 
as a farmer, I have collaborated with University of Agriculture and Natural Resources. What you're doing now is they send their students to the farm for internship. And um, later on, us at the farm, we are gaining some skills and as well as uh, labor. I believe the more collaboration which can come in from government side, that can also give us a more opportunity maybe to produce more. And later on, maybe the government can also uh, offer us an opportunity maybe to supply our, our products to government institutions. You know, you both mentioned some very important things, and I do think that it is the job of government, it is the job of policymakers to ensure that they do create an enabling and a conducive environment for all businesses, but especially for young Africans. So one of the things that you'll hear a lot when we speak about young Africans, it's always that we're very technologically inclined or that we have the benefits of growing up in a world where, you know, there's a digital revolution, we're using mobile apps, we're using e-commerce, we're really making the world a lot smaller than it is using technology. I want to ask both of you, and I know that your business isn't centered around technology, but have you guys leveraged technology or any other innovative ways of approaching agripreneurship to improve the efficiency and the productivity of your business? Digitization, it's really, really, really important and comes in handy, especially if you are in remote areas, because that is how then you reach places out of your zone or out of your farming area. In the use of e-commerce, in the use of all the social media apps that you know of, we are able then to market our products nationwide, which is a really beautiful thing because then there are always people who are willing to buy our products. You know, these days there's Korea, so people can actually just buy our stuff online and then we career it to them. And also with the digitizing of things, we, with the classes that we do, we also have online classes because of, you know, this fourth industrial revolution. We are able now to, you know, offer people classes online, you know. So this is why we've also been able to have um, clients um, out of South Africa because of, you know, being able to do things online. Thanks, Felicis. Clements, do you share the same sentiments as Felicis? Of course, yes. The fourth industrial revolution has um, changed the way we do things I think for better. One, uh, here at the farm during the COVID era uh, from 2020 uh, to something around 2021, the only market which was more viable was online market. So we had some orders online and later on, we could just go direct to drop the products at the doorstep of our customers. We could produce and deliver the products to the final consumers. And on top of that, um, we have also benefited business-wise. Thank you. Thank you for that, Clemens. Felicitas, where do you see yourself and your business in the next five, 10 years? Well, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> Thank you very much. Where do I see myself in the next five to 10 years? 
I see myself as a commercial farmer. I see myself as one of the biggest commercial farmers, black commercial farmers in South Africa. And I see myself as the only biggest egg brand in Limpopo. I see my training center, my agricultural training center, being able to intake students for, you know, for their further trainings, also for diploma, because already now we are offering qualifications, half diploma up to level three. So if we can go mm-hmm. to level six, it's a diploma qualification. You know, in, in, in five years, I see my business, you know, doubling up in, in profits, you know, if we can, mm-hmm. if from this year, we can be able to better our profits with 30% until then. So by at least the next five years, we would have had 50% to a 50 to 100%, you know, um, improvement in our turnover. So, because the most important thing for me is to make money, is to get the bag. But if we can do that, um, and I see myself employing more people, if we can increase our employment um, percentages by maybe if we can be able to get um, more employees, maybe if we can get 30% of what we have already, it will be great, especially that 30% being a female and and youth, you know, then I would say I have achieved what I wanted to achieve in the next um, five years. That's a big vision for yourself and for Limpopo and indeed the continent. So really excited to see what the future holds for you and also to be consuming a lot more of your agri products. Clement, I'm going to ask you the very same question. What is your vision for Africa uh, in terms of agriculture and what role do you see yourself playing in the realization of that vision? Ah, Thank you very much. So I see Africa taking up agriculture as one of the lucrative investment, which can be one way of creating jobs for the masses in Africa. And on top of that, I see agriculture to be one of the means and ways of generating more foreign currencies for the Africa. And I see Africa growing up when it comes to the monies Africa is generating now. The economy of Africa is growing to grow up to a one trillion US dollars as projected by uh, African Development Bank. And this will only happen if Africa will take agriculture as a serious business. And the vision of myself and my business for the next five, 10 years, I want to at least have a farm, organic farm in each and every region here in Marawi. That is to say one organic farm in the north and one organic farm at the center and one organic farm southern region. Thank you very much. Thank you, Clement, and thank you, Felicitas. I think it's safe to say the future of our continent and the future of agribusiness in our continent is in safe hands and in good hands with the two of you. So I'm really excited to see how, you know, your visions and your plans 
for the future unfold. I mean, it's not a conversation around youth and Africa if sustainability isn't at the center of it. Felicitas, how do you believe that young agripreneurs can contribute to sustainable growth and development in African agriculture? As young agripreneurs in Africa, we understand that currently the agri-sector it's not as ideal or what we envision it to be as young um, agripreneurs. So I think we should take agriculture there. We should take agriculture there. Like everything that Clement was saying that we should be able, you know, to better our livelihoods and the livelihoods of those who are around us, maybe same as our employees or our community. We should better their livelihoods using sustainable agriculture. Now, sustainable agriculture has to be organic. It has to be organic because when we use the land, we should understand that you're not only using it for us and then we're just saying, are we depleting everything in the soil and then now we will be gone. But we should also understand that we have to do it for generations and generations to come. Thank you. Clement, what sustainable practices have you adopted and or implemented in your operational processes? Thank you very much. The type of farming you're doing here, we are calling it smart farming or sustainable farming or organic farming or natural farming. So we are using the regenerative means of doing farming. One, we are using compost and other organic fertilizers like biochar. And on top of that, we are also using uh, herbs to treat or to prevent diseases within the farm. So it's pure organic, no pesticides or no synthetic pesticides and no chemical fertilizer. So it's a natural way of doing farming. Even our livestock, we don't give them vaccines from the shop or any other hormones. Thank you very much. Thank you for that, Clement. I think that you're both so passionate and our conversation has been very informative. I have learned a lot about agribusiness and agripreneurship. And so as we draw near to the end of our conversation today, I'm going to ask you for your parting words for young Africans like myself and, you know, how you believe that we could be better involved in in African agriculture. I'll start with you, Felicitas, and then yourself, Clement. Thank you very much. My parting words would be develop yourself. You know, develop yourself with skills. Equip yourself with skills and share skills as well. I think agriculture is one of the sectors that can fight or overcome or socioeconomic issues that we have today. So if we skill our people, if we give them the skills to farm, they can have great livelihoods, they can survive in today's economy. But moreover, if someone is an agripreneur, I'd like to say to them, be progressive in life. Don't be don't be negative. Like negativity is always going to be there. 
challenges are always going to be there. But don't absorb that. Always be ready to find solutions. Clement? Okay, on my side, my parting ways are very few. If we want a very healthy and productive generation, please let's go organic. We have been eating more chemicals, but now we don't have any other option but to go organic. And let me encourage my fellow farmers, wherever you are, please consider organic farming. Start graduating from synthetic to organic for your own safety, for safety of our consumers, and for the safety of our environment. Thank you very much. Thank you, Felicitas and Clement, um, for your contributions to this discussion. It is a true honor for me to get to experience a youth that is African, that is active, and that is working towards the betterment of our people and our continent. I'd like to say thank you to Nestle Needs Youth and Youth Connect Africa for making this conversation possible. And to our listeners, we thank you for joining yet another episode, and we hope that we'll see you again next time. This is I Am Sharp and Diane, and we're going to continue bringing you thought-provoking conversations that shape the world around us. Until then, keep planting the seeds of change, and remember that together we can do more.